Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hi team, just a quick one. I am editing the episode that you're about to listen to and I've realized that I'm celebrating episode 30 when actually it's episode 31. So there we go. We'll just slide past that. I'm acknowledging it. I'm aware. I made a (laughs) boo-boo. Tis the way of the world. Enjoy this episode. Hi team, Magli here. It is a wonderful day and I have a jam-packed episode for you. Let me tell you. (laughs) I feel like I have so much to say and I've been meaning to record this episode for ages but it's been a really manic couple weeks and I've been working on my bundles which I know that you guys will have heard about last week when I was chatting to my sister and let me tell you I have been knuckling down and doing all of the work and I feel really proud of myself and I'm so so excited. I can't even begin to tell you. So yes, and also, oh, what a time we've been having. The problem is, and not in a good way, by the way, (laughs) the problem is, is that the more I've been not putting it off because I've wanted to do it, but obviously, you know, life has been busy and that's okay. Although you just wait, honestly. Um, The more I'm like not recording the episode, the more I feel like I have content to enter into the episode and I've, you know, I've got notes now, we're gonna somehow try and make it into a coherent episode. Hopefully, we'll see. (laughs) Okay, Tales of the Sick Household. (laughs) You are in for a ride. It has been, oh, it's been a time. But first, guys, episode 30 today, episode 30. Sorry, what? 30 episodes. I can't believe it. Goes to show that if you're passionate about something, and I think it goes without saying how much I love, love, love doing this, if you stick your mind to it, you can do it. I never thought I'd have my own podcast. I have dreamed of having some sort of like platform to chat about life because I am the sort of person that I just love discussing the ups and downs of life, etc., and humans and emotions and just connecting with people and sharing stories. And I did used to think that maybe one day I'd write a book. And maybe I will. You never know. Watch this space. (laughs) But here we are with a podcast. And wow, thank you, thank you. I feel like I say thank you every single episode, but I really am so grateful. My goal when I first started was to commit to one episode a week for a year. And we are well on our way, team. We are well on our way. And then, I don't know, maybe I'll take a break. Maybe do like a season two. We'll see. Do you guys have any ideas? Let me know. Hit me up. Okay. <laughs> Let's get into the juicy stuff in my week of absolute non-stop chaos. A truly hilarious shit show. So, let me take you back a couple of weeks. <laughs> it's a Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm not really sure as to what Tuesday in May this was. It just feels like a whole jumble of I've completely lost track of days and times and weeks and months (laughs) but it's a Tuesday night and that I know because (laughs) it's written down in my notes (laughs) I've obviously just like 
written it in my notes, you know, in my phone, been like, it's a Tuesday night, as if I'm writing some sort of huge novel. I've obviously got my, like, writer head in gear. Anyway, it's a Tuesday night. <laughs> I am full of snot and cold. Yes, this is also written down. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm like reading as if this is an audiobook. The rest isn't written, by the way. I've just written, it's a Tuesday night. I'm full of snot and cold, dot, dot, dot. And then I've just got like bullet points. Oh, this is so funny. I'm letting you into the sort of like backstage of my uh, podcast recordings. <laughs> okay, it's a Tuesday night. <laughs> I'm full of snot and cold. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. Okay, stop, stop, stop. I'm not going to say it again. You know where we are, <laughs> when it is, and you know how I'm feeling. So it's 9 p.m. <laughs> I'm cooking dinner. I don't know why this is making me laugh so much. Anyway, I'm cooking dinner, tidying the house, putting away toys, blah, 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 dirty clothes in the wash, emptying Isla's bag from childminding, you know the drill. And to be fair, I'm not feeling bad. I'm feeling quite good. I'm feeling on top of things. Daughter's working late. I've walked the dog. Isla fell asleep in the pram and I'm about to sit and watch Made in Chelsea, which is my absolute guilty pleasure. If you don't watch it, I highly recommend. I don't miss an episode. Anyway, I genuinely feel like a winner. <laughs> and eating dinner at 9pm alone is a luxury I never knew I had before I had Isla. I probably would have cried at the thought of doing that by myself 10 years ago. But hey, here we are. So yeah, feeling like a winner, powering through, I'm not wanting to drown myself in wine. What a win. You just wait. And I'm thinking to myself, we're still on the Tuesday evening, by the way. <laughs> it's still Tuesday night. I'm still full of cold. <laughs> But I'm thinking of my week ahead and oh my goodness, I just don't understand how people with full time nine to five jobs do it. Fair enough, it's been a particularly busy week and I've been under the weather and the studio is closing next week, although by the time you listen to this, it will have closed already. Sad, sad, sad. And so I'm wanting to take advantage of having the studio space to be able to film, you know, for my bundles whilst I still can, blah, 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 blah. But still, also, there's always something, right? There's always shit to be done. I'm recording podcasts. This is just for me, by the way. Maybe you guys are recording podcasts too. If you want to do a podcast, guys, this is your sign. Do it. But listen to mine also. <laughs> so I'm recording, editing. I have a friend's baby shower, which I'm helping to plan. And oh my goodness, let me just take a moment. <laughs> a little side note. My friend's baby shower, Joe. you will know Joe. she is on her second baby, and we had the baby shower, and I've got her a present, lovely, I've remembered the present, at least there's that, but I completely forgot to wrap it, and so <laughs> I arrive at her sister's house, which is where we're having a baby shower, and I say to Emma, that's her name, and hopefully she'll come on the podcast too, Emma, if you listen to this, hit me up, let's get a date in, um, I say to Emma, oh my goodness, I forgot to wrap the present, do you have any wrapping paper, so she rummages through her things. <laughs> The only thing that she finds, by the way, Joe's having a boy, and the only thing that she finds is this pink wrapper, and it says happy birthday, sparkle, and then there's like unicorns all over the paper, so yes, I did <laughs> wrap Joe's baby boy shower birthday, not birthday, you know what I'm saying, Joe's baby shower for a boy present with birthday, oh my god, my brain. <laughs> You know what I'm saying. You know what I mean. Anyway, so I was doing that, needed to sort bits out. And also just like the everyday shit, you know? Um, oh, and Magnus had an operation. So he's in and out of the vets. I've been covering yoga classes. Like, oh, okay. Also, I realized that it sounds like I'm ranting. 
but I'm actually not. I'm not complaining because at the same time, this is all stuff I want to do. Maybe not Magnus and his operation. That's genuinely sad and we'll get into that in a second. But also, I want to care for him, you know? That's what he needs, so I want to do that and be there for him, of course. But I just had this sort of moment that night, like, oh my God. You know, women ask each other how they do it. How do you balance life and work? And honestly, as much as I hate that question, because you would never ask a man that, right? Also, I realized I'm having this moment on my Tuesday night, full of cold. (laughs) All of a sudden, I totally understand. I totally get why we ask this question. Women are asking other women that, not to put them down, but genuinely, like, how the fuck are you doing it? Because there aren't enough hours in the fucking day. And in the meantime, by the way, Isla's rearranging the cutlery drawer, like, all the time. Is this the thing? She's just opening the drawer, taking cutlery out, putting it in different places. She's drawing all over my journals, and my word, have I had to surrender control on that, because normally, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. My journal's my journal, and she just grabs pens, and I leave them lying around. I agree, I shouldn't leave them lying around if I don't want her to play with them, but it's just oh, it's just too busy. Anyway, oh, and apparently I need to be training for a 100-mile cycle, and I need to meditate, and I need to do X, Y, Z, shower myself, bath myself, clean myself, clean the house. Absolutely not, and I can confirm. (laughs) I was meant to be doing the Ride London 100 miles. No, 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 I did not do it. It is a shame, but at the same time, you know, priorities change, and that is okay. Right, on to my week of hell. (laughs) (laughs) I can't cope because you honestly won't believe this. Like, you cannot make this stuff up. So the week got even busier, my friends, let me tell you. Isla, towards the end of the week, she, so she was unwell a little bit as well, but she was, she was okay. She had a bit of a turn, but nothing to write home about, you know, sometimes I thought it might've been teething or sometimes they just catch a tiny little thing or whatever. I'm pretty lenient with stuff like that. I'm at the baby shower on the Saturday and George has taken Isla to her first little birthday party thing. And that was really fun. And she comes home or they come home. Well, actually I come home after them. They're home. (laughs) They're home. (laughs) It's a Saturday evening. (laughs) George and Isla are home. I don't know. Honestly, it's like an M&S advert. Oh, M&S, are you looking for a new voiceover? Hit me up. Um, I come home and Isla's skin has just flared up with these huge lumps and bumps and it's like a huge rash. And my first instinct is that it's hand, foot and mouth. But we had thought that she'd gotten it before because she had, in the past, had these like little blisters and I know that that's how it shows up. And on her body this time around, it wasn't blisters. It was like, I honestly, I don't know how to explain it. Just plaques of red rashes all over her body, mainly around the legs, like on top of the thighs, at the backs of the knees, around the ankle, and also on her wrists and stuff. Anyway, I very quickly decide that it's hand, foot and mouth. I also, I'm not gonna lie, I call Jo. (laughs) She's my go-to and I just, I video call her and I say, right, diagnose my child for me (laughs) because obviously she's got a kid that's a little bit older than Isla, so she must know, she must have her pediatrics degree. I call Jo, she says, yeah, probably hand, foot and mouth disease. Right, okay, lovely, that's that. Oh, and also in the meantime, oh, guys, It's just popped into my head that I've forgotten to defrost the fish for tonight's dinner. (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is how my brain works. Honestly, just all of a sudden things pop into my head. Anyway, 
I will do that after. Um, I don't know if it'll defrost in time. We'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> anyway, where was I? Uh, it's a Saturday night. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm making myself die. Um, in the meantime, oh, Magnus, so he had his operation on the Wednesday. And because he has cancer, did I mention that? He had some growths removed from his uh, skin, from his body. And they are cancerous, which, you know is obviously heartbreaking but they removed everything but I think he's quite an old dog he's 13 years old and I think it's traumatic for the body isn't it and he obviously had a bad reaction to the anesthetic the medications that they gave him afterwards and just to the trauma of the operation so <laughs> in the meantime that weekend he's shitting himself all over the house I'm not joking I'm sorry if you're having some food <laughs> I'm sorry if this is too much information but if you're eating holes, diarrhea everywhere. <laughs> it is so bad. And already, so I'm still on Saturday night, but on the Friday, we'd had a really bad night with Isla. She just wasn't sleeping. But I just thought, you know, sometimes they just have aggy nights and that's okay. I had ended up co-sleeping with her from about 1am or something like that. In the meantime, George is letting the dog in and out of the house, waking up to let Magnus out so he can go to the toilet because he woke up at one point and there was just shit everywhere. So he cleaned it up whilst I'm with Isla, blah, blah. This continues the whole weekend. I did not make it to my own bed for four nights. I co-slept in, there's a spare bed in Isla's room. I co-slept for four nights in a row. And in the meantime, George is in and out of the house, letting the dog out so he can shit. And one night, one night we actually, she decided to leave the back door open because our back door is like offset and whatever no one's gonna come in um so we decided to leave the back door open so that Magnus could go in and out whenever he wanted and one night all of a sudden I don't know oh I think Magnus <laughs> this is so funny I think Magnus barked <laughs> and George all of a sudden he's in bed and he just hears woof <laughs> woof he's like a he's a big boy <laughs> and George is like why is the dog woofing <laughs> So he gets out of bed and he goes outside to look and he can't see Magnus in the garden. So he's, you know, anxiously running around the house trying to find Magnus. And then he grabs his flashlight, looks outside, can't find him. And then all of a sudden shines a flashlight into the girl's garden. The girls, sorry, the girls is how, is how we call them. Grace and Charlotte, <laughs> our neighbours. <laughs> shines a light into their garden. And Magnus is just there in their garden. By the way, we have a gate. We have a fence. He has somehow jumped the fence to get into their garden. We think it's because animals, they don't really like being sick in their territory, so to speak. And also, we've got fake grass in the garden and they've got real grass. And I can only assume that he prefers that. So on top of the territory thing, you know, he wanted the real grass. Anyway, and he's obviously realized that he's made a boo-boo. <laughs> he can't get back in. So his only way out is to woof. <laughs> <laughs> so George goes out, gets him back in the house. It is just absolute chaos. And I'm, you know, up and down watching TV with Isla, by the way, because she's just waking up in the middle of the night in so much pain. This goes on for about three or four nights in so much pain, the dog and Isla. <laughs> <laughs> in so much pain, bless her heart, she's itching, she's not feeling well, she's just, just so uncomfortable in her own skin, I can only imagine, and she's just, oh, so unwell, so aggy, oh, screaming all the time, I put the TV on, that settles her, we fall asleep on the couch, I'm obviously uncomfortable, we go back upstairs to the bed, I hear George come down, because the magnet, because the Magnus, 
<laughs> I hear George come down because the dog is shit everywhere. It is, guys. <laughs> oh my goodness. I can't tell you what a manic four days those were. But weirdly, I didn't feel that tired. I was talking to some people about it and everyone was like, oh my gosh, you must be exhausted. And don't get me wrong, in the middle of the night when I've managed to sleep for about 20 minutes <laughs> and Isla's waking me up again, yes, that is really, really tough. But in the morning when it's just in the day, I actually felt okay. I think there's something to be said for adrenaline, keeping the body going, keeping the body functioning relatively well. And I say well in inverted commas, because are you actually, you know, functioning to the best of your ability? I don't think so when you're, you know, exhausted and sleep deprived. But it's weird how I didn't feel too aggy, too... I was all right. It's, <laughs> it's amazing what some happy bills will do to you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank God for the happy bills. Um, so yeah, that is what's been going on. What else was I going to say? Oh, so on the Monday, I decided to take Magnus to the vet because I was like, okay, this is not normal. You know, fine. Maybe a little bit of an upset tummy for a day or two. I can accept but the operation had happened on the Wednesday and this is now the Monday and this is still happening so I took him to the vet and the vet decided okay he's obviously severely dehydrated so they decided to keep him in for the day they put him on a drip I was absolutely heartbroken I just like I said he's old and every time there's an issue not that there's issues very often with him to be fair he's surprisingly healthy for his age but when there are issues I'm just reminded that he probably doesn't have that long left. So that was a really tough day, made <laughs> made so much easier by Isla. <laughs> Sarcasm intended. Oh, we're walking back from the vet also when I pick him up in the afternoon because they kept him for the day. I think I said that already. My brain is mush. <laughs> When I'm walking back with Magnus, Isla will not leave the house now without her pram, fine. And, oh, but obviously it's only a matter of time before I have to pick the pram up and also potentially carry her. I invite you to tell me how the fuck am I meant to navigate the busy, busy streets of Dunmo? They're not that busy. <laughs> it's a small town. But um, carrying Isla, walking the dog, trying to make sure he's not fucking pissing and shitting everywhere, and carrying the pram. How? I just don't know. And Isla's not a small baby. She's heavy. And Magnus, if you've seen a photo of him, he's a big dog. When he pulls, he fucking pulls you to the ground, let me tell you. Anyway, so that was manic. That was chaos. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, yes. And then on the Tuesday, so the dog is sorted. He's been on a drip. He is on medication. Hopefully he'll start to feel better in a few days. In the meantime, on the Tuesday, I decide to take Isla to the hospital because, oh no, tell a lie. I go to the GP. I had actually tried to get an appointment on the Monday, so the day before, but there were no appointments available. Fine. I try again on the Tuesday. I get an appointment, nine o'clock. Great. I go there and she inspects her and she says, oh yeah, probably is hand, foot and mouth disease, but she's unsure and she thinks that it may be this, I don't know what, HSP or something, some sort of skin lesion. <laughs> <laughs> so because she's unsure, she calls the pediatric department at the nearest hospital and she says, okay, they're expecting you. I encourage you to go ASAP. I'm I'm feeling like Isla's okay, but also it's annoying because 
Ayla, at this point, was starting to feel fine in herself. It's just the evening where she's, like, the nighttime where she's quite aggy because she's so uncomfortable and she's itching in her sleep, so it's aggravating her skin. Also, it's so normal for the body, if you're sick in any way, for the body to feel worse at night because you're in this sort of, like, rest and digest mode. So the body's working overtime to fight whatever infection or, you know, sickness or bug that you have. Anyway... She's fine in the day. So in my head, I'm thinking, mm, I don't think she needs A&E, but also, or not A&E, sorry, we need to go to the pediatric department. I just don't think that she needs to go to hospital. But also, the GP tells you that she recommends you take your child to hospital. You think, shit, right, this could be serious. Needless to say, I can confirm in the end, <laughs> it was absolutely fine. And I was fucking raging that I'd spent six hours in the hospital. But, you know, better be safe than sorry, I do think. I will say... Oh, a little bit annoying. I went to the wrong place in the hospital and I knew I'd gone to the wrong place, but I also wasn't sure where I should go. And I kept saying to these people or whoever was, you know, on shift, whatever, I was like, I'm not sure I'm in the right place. And so, oh, just wait here, just wait here. So we waited a couple of hours. And then finally they came to me and they were like, oh yeah, you are in the wrong place. Yeah, no, I fucking told you that I thought I was. Blah, 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 blah. We go to the right place. We go obviously back to, you know, the back of the queue we see one nurse, we see the history people, they take a history, we see one person, they do a diagnosis, then we see the doctor, then we see the specialist, oh, it's just a full-on back and forth, oh, by the way, <laughs> I forget to take my nappy bag, my nappy bag is still in the car, and why you have to pay for parking when you're already at a hospital is beyond me, but hey-ho, that's another thing. I left the nappy bag in the car because the GP had said the pediatric department and the specialist is waiting for you. So I took for granted that we would just not be there that long, but we were there that long. So if you needed a sign that you should always take your nappy bag with you, even when you think you won't be somewhere very long, this is it. Isla ended up shitting absolutely fucking everywhere. A huge poo explosion our ward stunk of shit I'm so sorry if you were in the ward with us and I didn't have my nappy bag I didn't know what to do with myself I felt absolutely mortified I just felt like the worst mum ever I asked a nurse luckily they had spares at the hospital great I <laughs> I shoved her nappy in the bin but then I didn't know what to do with her vest because her vest got covered as well so I wrapped her vest in the best way possible and then just stuff it in my handbag oh my god Every time I open my handbag for like my phone or keys or I don't know, bottle of water or something, it just stunk up shit. <laughs> oh, it was so awful. Also, I will say, very grateful. The hospital we went to is Broomfield in Chelmsford. And I don't know if this is a thing with all hospitals, that they have a sort of kid play area. But they had a huge play area. And I think that is what kept me sane because Isla was able to just run around, play. There's those like mobile cars that they sit in and walk around with their feet. And there's just like a little slide and just some other bits and bobs. And oh, so, so grateful for that. Something I'm not grateful for is I don't understand why they don't do healthy snacks in hospital. All the vending machines is like chocolate bars and crisps and stuff. And I didn't want to leave the department that I was in to go into, you know, the main atrium where you can get, I don't know, an apple or a sandwich or something like that from Costa or M&S or whatever it is that they have. 
Um, so luckily Isla was distracted by all the games in the play area, oh, but she started to get Aggie with food because, not she didn't get Aggie with the food, she got Aggie because she didn't have any food. <laughs> so yeah, that is that. That's my little rant on that. Oh, guys, in the meantime, I can confirm Magnus is feeling much better. He was also rolling around in the soil. In my head, honestly, my anxiety was so high. He's like digging in the soil because I realized I said that we had fake grass, but then we have these like what they call planter things and there's soil in those and he's digging in the soil and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's digging himself a grave. Honestly, my brain is going to completely different realms. So we tried to block off the, what's it called, the planter thing, but then he's jumping over that. George, oh, oh my gosh. Also, on the, when was it? It was on the Saturday. So Magnus had started feeling unwell on like the Friday or something. And on the Saturday, when I said that George was at the birthday party, I was at my friend Joe's baby shower. Magnus was literally at home alone for no more than a couple of hours. This is so funny, guys. Oh my gosh. No more than a couple of hours. And he's used to being home. Not like not a lot and not that often, but it, because obviously I'm home, but it has happened that sometimes we're out for the day and he's at home by himself for six hours and there's no issue. So to confirm, it's not because he wasn't used to it. It's obviously because he was that unwell. Bless his heart. So we've got this like cat flap from the previous owners. They obviously had had a cat and we've never bothered changing it. We should change it you know, change the door, but it's obviously not priority right now. So the cat flap is still there. And our girls next door, Grace and Charlotte, hi team. <laughs> Thank you so much for them. Honestly, God knows what we would do without them as our neighbors. They sent us a photo. Well, actually they sent us a text and they were like, uh, Magnus is trying to get out of the cat flap. Magnus had broken the cat flap and his nose, you could just see his nose coming out of the door. I will send you guys a photo. Well, I'm not going to send it to you. I'll post it on Instagram, on social media. He's broken the cat flap and his nose is just escaping out of the door. He obviously was so desperate to get out, so desperate to go for a poo. And so one of the girls text us being like, should we let him out? And I said, yes. So, cause they've got keys to the house. So they let him out. They hadn't noticed that he'd shat everywhere already in the house. So that's okay. So we also cleaned that up on the Saturday. Oh, and now needless to say, we've got a hole in the fucking door. We have a hole in our door. I was going to say front door, but we use it like a front door, but it's actually the back door because we don't use the front door. And George has temporarily, I say temporarily, this was already last week. Now, by the time you're listening to this or even, you know, over 10 days ago, <laughs> we've just put a little bit of cardboard. Like, you know, you get your Amazon box parcel. We've just cut out a bit of cardboard and put it on the door. Oh, thank God it's summer. Thank God it's summer and not, you know, we're not in the depths of winter because that would be so cold. So we should get that sorted at some point as well. But let's face it, we'll probably sort it when winter does come and we realize, fuck, we are way too cold and we can't afford to put the heating on much more to, you know, make up for the fact that we've got a hole in the fucking door. <laughs> oh, guys. <laughs> honestly you couldn't write this fucking shit okay what else I am unbelievably grateful I've spoken about Hannah she's George's sister and she was also just to you know put the pieces of the puzzle together for you guys she's a midwife and she was my midwife when I gave birth to Isla honestly without her I do not know what we would do because she is like our village without her we would not have a village and I'm not gonna lie <laughs> such a busy, you know, few days. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, fuck, Isla's got hand, foot and mouth. She's not going to be able to go to the childminders because 
I mean, for obvious reasons. And luckily, Hannah, I know we share, you know, our schedules and stuff. So she can have Isla. And to be fair, she loves having Isla as well. It's not just me, but it's also me. <laughs> Take my kid. Um, I knew that she was on annual leave. And so I said to Hannah, what are the chances you could help me out for a couple of days? Because Isla's unwell. I've obviously, you know, got stuff to do, got work to do. And she can't go to childminding. And oh my gosh. So Hannah actually ended up having her from the Tuesday. So, oh, the Tuesday we were at the hospital, not the Tuesday before from when I started my story at the beginning. Um, from the Tuesday, I took her there from the hospital because actually they were like, yeah, it's fine, it's hand, foot and mouth. They themselves were actually a little bit frustrated that the GP had sent us to the hospital because it was such a waste of time. And from their point of view, it was quite obviously hand, foot and mouth. But because of her eczema, I'll have to put photos up of what it was like. Oh, I did put photos up of what it was like. Yeah, okay, maybe I'll do them again, just in case you didn't see them. But because of her eczema, the hand, foot and mouth had just completely flared up her skin. And that's why it was so bad. A lot of people had said that they hadn't seen a case of hand, foot and mouth that bad. But it's because she's got quite bad eczema. And we just we treat her eczema, you know, every day by moisturizing her and things like that. But her when there's, you know, a sort of skin related issue, it just really flares her up. Needless to say, she had already started to heal. So where was I? Oh, yeah saying that the GP had sent us goes to show like GPs are great and it's not their fault to a certain extent because they can't be specialists in everything right but also oh it was just frustrating for me and also for the doctors you know at the hospital saying she didn't she really didn't need to come to the hospital um anyway I took Isla to Hannah on the Tuesday and Hannah was already meant to have Isla the weekend coming, so the following weekend after that Tuesday, because George and I were meant to be doing the Ride London, the 100 miles, which I've already said I didn't do. <laughs> but George did do it. Five and a half hours, 100 miles. George, well done, you. And so um, we decided that actually Hannah would have Isla from the Tuesday until the Sunday. And oh my God, I... I feel a bit torn about this. At the time, I was like, oh, okay, I've had a fucking week of everything. I really need to just chill out. I need to focus on me, just rest, sleep, do my work, do my bits that are, you know, never ending. And I felt really excited about it and unbelievably grateful. Also, a little bit of guilt and shame that I do have this option. And I know that a lot of people don't. By the, this option, I mean, you know, the, um, support that Hannah offers us but also I think all I can do is be grateful you know there's no point in apologizing who am I apologizing to do you know what I mean um I'm just unbelievably grateful and I know that we are so so lucky I honestly don't know what we would do without her but yeah still sometimes I feel bad because we do get a lot of help you know like this for example this week needless to say that's that I felt grateful but also guys, it was so hard. On the, I think on the Friday, I started to miss her so much, so, so much. And I know that I could have just been like, oh, okay, I'll have her back for a day. But then also, oh, we just had so much to do. We needed to take Magnus back to the vet to get his stitches out. George started to feel unwell at one point. Oh, this is so fucking funny. George ended up getting hand, foot and mouth as well. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It was just nonstop. My stepdad in the meantime also 
was really unwell. He's having some heart issues, nothing to write home about. Like he's absolutely fine, but he's getting a, what's it called? A, um, what is the name of it? Pacemaker. That is it. He's getting a pacemaker put in. Just oh, lots of things happening. I wanted to be there for my mom, spoke to her a lot. Just, you know, busy. And I thought, okay, if I have the option, I feel like I'm trying to justify it to myself. I think to a certain extent, I still am, you know, it, which is why it's so hard to, whatever. Anyway, so much going on and was so grateful. Hannah had Isla. That was that. We could focus on what we needed to focus on. But oh my goodness, I was heartbroken. Honestly, towards the end of the week, I was like, I need Isla. Like, I need her now. And it was really interesting to see George was the type of person, I didn't really know how I would be, but George wanted to call Isla almost every day. And don't get me wrong, it was so lovely, but actually, I preferred not to. I found it more painful. I missed her so, so much. When I spoke to her, I was really sad. And I know it sounds really silly, but I was also really sad to watch her be happy away from me, which obviously is what I want. But it kind of hurt a little bit, it hurt my heart, you know, I, oh, yeah, it was a really funny feeling, and it was interesting to see how George and I cope differently when we're away from Isla, I preferred to just completely have her out of sight, out of mind, and not really think about her, because when I did think about her, I was just sad that she wasn't with me, and George would prefer to just keep up to date with her and chat to her. I mean, not that she chats at all, but blab to her. <laughs> well, he would talk, she would blab on the phone to each other. Um, oh, I found it so, so hard. So, so hard. Much harder than I ever thought I would find it, which in a way also goes to show how much I've moved on, how much I've grown as a parent and as a mom, because oh my gosh, I never thought I would get to the point where I would miss Isla so much that I would literally want to put everything aside to go pick her back up. And that is genuinely what I felt like. I just could not fucking wait to see her. And when that day came, let me tell you, it was fucking chaos. <laughs> the anticlimax was unbelievable. Isla... George went to pick her up at Hannah's, came back, we decided we'd divide and conquer, which is something we are getting so good at doing. And I'm really, really grateful. Honestly, divide and conquer, guys. It is the way forward. And I know at the beginning, people were saying that to me. And I was like, what? No, but we love to be together, do everything together. Fuck off. <laughs> you do one thing, I do another thing. And we're like, you know, what's the expression? Passing ships in the night? I don't know what it is, but yeah. But it's just so much more efficient and productive. And then when we have downtime, it can be like real downtime rather than feeling like you're trying to make downtime match and merge into the productivity of it all. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, George picked the Isla up. She came back. She was happy. She saw the markers, like the coloring marker pen things, and her coloring pad, and she got them out, and she starts to color. Lovely. And then she starts to color the floor and the table. Mm, not so lovely. And then <laughs> she starts to color in the fucking dog. Oh, my God. I'm like, Isla, no, you can't do that. So, obviously, I tell her not to. She whines. I give her the pens back, and I'm like, don't color the dog she obviously starts to color the dog again. So I take the pens back and I say, I'm really sorry, you can't have the pens. You know, if you're gonna, <laughs> if you're gonna draw on fucking dog, oh, poor Magnus. She has an absolute meltdown. Oh my goodness. And already, I mean, she's been home, what, 20 minutes? And I'm like, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> Go back to Hannah, I am done. 
shove the dummy in her, put her cartoons on, have a cuddle, jobs are good, and we went to the pub. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, we ended up at the pub, and what a lovely bank holiday weekend, hey? The sun was out, sun was shining, just felt so happy. It's amazing the huge difference that it makes on everyone, on life, really, when the sun comes out. We, on the bank holiday Monday, we went to this beer festival that was happening at the local pub. It's actually in the village um, next door. But, oh, they have this beautiful green area, and we brought a blanket, and we sat on the blanket, we played with Isla, we brought a ball to kick around, and then some friends met us, and our girls next door came as well, our neighbours with their dad, and that was lovely, we saw Lolly, studio manager, I just love community, I love community, and this is something, I think I've spoken about this before when I was travelling, and as much as I love travelling, it's just not something that you have when you're travelling, you can't have that, you have a community in sort of like, your traveling bubble but you can't you don't see them and I love just being out and about in you know the little towns and villages near me and just seeing people um that was a really really special day such a good way to end the bank holiday weekend to like reunite with Isla some other friends met us as well oh guys it was so so good oh one thing I noticed as well which I have noticed before but I think I noticed it all the more because I hadn't had Isla for a little bit when she came back, so we were walking to the pub, or we're actually walking to the car to drive to the pub. Kids are so fucking slow. <laughs> oh my God, do they take their sweet ass time. But also, how fucking lovely. How amazing is it to just realize that why do we need to rush all the time? I feel like as humans, adult humans, we're just go, 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 go. Everything just has to be so rushed, so busy, so manic, so chaotic. And it felt so, so good to not rush, to take our time, just wait for Isla. Yeah, we'll, we'll be at the pub whenever we get to the pub. Why do we need to rush to chill? Do you know what I mean? So like, what a juxtaposition. Um, so yeah, that was lovely. Also, I will say, going back to that really busy weekend period, it's amazing how much... Does anyone ever feel like this? I feel like I thrive during a crisis. Is that weird to say? I feel like I manage better when things are going really, really badly compared to when things are just like a little bit chaotic. Does that make sense? I don't know if anyone can relate to that. I think it's because there's no other option than to be all hands on deck and it really was all hands on deck. But it sort of gives you this adrenaline and sense of purpose and so although yes it was really really busy and manic and chaotic and although yes I was so looking forward <laughs> to really good juicy sleep I also felt a little bit alive in that way that oh I felt like I was really caring for my family and that felt really really good I've not felt that sort of sense of purpose as a mum yet and that was amazing. That was a big, big win for me. And as much as I thought that for me, the big win would be from feeling like my career was thriving, whatever that even means. Ah, oh, wow. I think I'm thriving as a mum. <laughs> it's chaotic. It's a hilarious shit show. But I think we're thriving, guys. I think we are thriving. Um, I was talking to my therapist about it and she was like, oh, let's see what happens when the chaos stops. <laughs> And I was like, oh, let's not, because I think it's true. There's something to be said for, you know, 
chaos keeping you going because you can't just stop. But then when life slows down or weirdly, I think that that's when I struggle, if that makes sense. I don't know if anyone relates to that. So yeah, right. I feel like I've just verbal diarrhea <laughs> to you guys. Um, yeah, life has slowed down. And since that manic time and it feels good. One thing I just want to finish with, I just want to say I really appreciate your correspondence. Even if it's, you know, about an old episode, etc. I really enjoy hearing your stories and points of view and things that have worked for you. Although admittedly, <laughs> I do prefer the moments of chaos. They're my favorites. <laughs> when you share those bits, that makes me feel so much better because <laughs> it makes me feel like I'm not alone. So feel free to continue sharing the trials and tribulations of your motherhood journey. That would be great. Right. I'm going to love you and leave you, my sweet, sweet angels. Can we all just embrace the hilarious shit show? Oh. <laughs> Ciao.